Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hi, One Hope. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Joel Price. And today we're reading out of Mark chapter 14, verse 27 through 42. Now, this has become over the years, it didn't start this way, but it has become one of my favorite passages. And I'll get to that in a second. I'll tell you why. But today, what I'm going to try to focus on is three points. Um, One, that Jesus was human. Two, that we uh, can't be counted on. And at three, that he loves us anyway. And those seem, I think, fairly straightforward points that maybe we don't like to hear, that we can't be counted on. Uh, but we do like the he loves us anyway. And, and, and I think tentatively or tacitly, we, we accept that Jesus is human. But interestingly for me is is that when you talk to non-Christians, what they really have a hard time with Jesus is that Jesus was God. That, uh, that yeah, maybe he was a teacher or a prophet or, or something, a historical figure, and, you know, a, a, um, an instigator or leader of a rebellion. I, whatever they define him as, what they don't define him as is as God. But when you talk to Christians... Christians are actually, I think, the opposite. The thing that we have the hardest time with is that Jesus was human. And maybe this isn't true for everyone, but I do believe that this is a common struggle. This idea that Jesus was the Son of God, I think, is is easier to accept. It's easier to, to wrap our heads around the idea that he was God. He was perfect. He did no wrong. He did miracles. And I can put my faith in that. It is hard to put my faith in someone who is fully human. Even though scripture says it and we confess it, he was fully God and fully human. It's a struggle because humanity implies weakness, doesn't it? It implies moral weakness. It implies frailty. And that's why this this passage has become one of my favorites. when I was younger and I would read it, I, I kind of glossed over it. It just, it seemed odd. Um, and if you haven't read it yet, chapter 14, verse 27 uh, through 31 is, is when Jesus confronts the disciples and basically says, you know, you're going to betray me. You're, you will abandon me. You'll, you'll, um, the the prophecy is that when the shepherd is struck, the sheep will scatter. And Peter says, "I'll never do it." And and this is where Jesus says, "Truly, I say to you, you know, before the the rooster crows twice, you'll deny me three times." Which you know, in a later reading, find out to be true. And then they immediately go to the Garden of Gethsemane, <laughs> and. Uh, and and he prays and and this is where he asks God to to take this cup from me. And it's just, it's a powerful thing, but powerful passage. But I've many times just glossed over it. And then several years ago, it just hit me and the humanity of Jesus in this passage, because 
He doesn't do what you would expect the Son of God to do. Or at least he doesn't do it in the way I would expect the Son of God to do it. So let's look at this passage a little bit. Right after he talks to Peter and they go to the garden, he takes all the disciples with them, but then he pulls Peter, James, and John aside. So just just that act. You know, doesn't God love us all equally? Doesn't God like us all equally? But clearly, Jesus has three of his disciples that are a little bit closer. And we've all been there. We, we know what that's like. It, it doesn't matter if I like you uh, or I love you. Some people you just have an affinity with. And Jesus clearly has an affinity with James, John, and Peter. And he pulls them aside and he confesses his anxiety. I have a hard time even getting my head wrapped around that. He says, and he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful even to death. How does God say this? This is the, this is the confession of a human. This is, I won't, I won't use the word fear. Uh, that one is, I think, hard to reconcile. But he's sorrowful even to death. Jesus does not want to do this. He takes his best friends and he pulls them aside and he says, remain here and watch. I am, I am wrecked. And then he begs God to take it away. And I, and I, he really does. He really begs. That's not, I I don't think that's hyperbole. He says, and going a little farther, he fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, he said, Daddy, Father, all things are possible with you. Remove this cup. Take it away, God. Take it, Daddy. I don't want to do this. But I will. I think we have a hard time with the humanity, the humanity of Jesus. Because I think it's easier to accept his sacrifice if he went to the cross stoically and with confidence and and kind of above the pain and sorrow that he clearly experienced. But any reading of the Bible shows that he was human and that he did not want to go through with this and that he was, he just wanted his friends with him. He wanted his father with him. And in the end, he was alone. And he suffered and he died. Alone. And that's really hard. Because I think we also want to say, I'm different. I'm reliable, God. I will be there with you. I I love you. You died for me. I will be with you till the end. But when I when we read the Bible, it's we get caught in this in this tug of war between the disciples kind of being fools and the disciples being you know a standard that I know I can't live up to. I don't drive out demons and I don't heal the sick and I don't raise the dead. I don't do any of the things that the, the, the disciples do. And so when G, when when Peter says, 
I, if I must die, I will not deny you. It's easy to write Peter off as a braggart, as a, you know, as, as prideful, but that isn't the first betrayal that, that verse and that, that passage will, will come soon, but this is the first betrayal in this passage today in the garden of Gethsemane. As Jesus, like I said, pulled his friends aside, the ones he loved and the ones he, he was closest with. And he said, I am so sad. I am wrecked and I'm having a hard time getting through with this. And it's really hard. And I just need you to be with me. Just watch. And he goes off to pray. And he comes back and he says, you're asleep. They didn't even, they, they all had already failed him. They couldn't stay awake. They couldn't even be there for their friend and their Messiah. They fell asleep. He says, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Humanity is weak. And even though you say you're not going to betray me, you can't even stay awake for an hour. And again, he went away and prayed and saying the same words. And again, he found them sleeping. And again, he went away and he came back and they were asleep. And I know that it says that, that Peter denied him three times before the cock crows. And those are in, in another passage. But Peter had already failed him three times. And yes, the cock hadn't th- crowed. Peter had already fallen asleep three times while his friend that he was suffering and sad and begging for his life. All he wanted was him to stay awake with him. But Jesus loves us anyway, even though we fail. And the reason we know this is because at the very beginning, it says, that you will all fall away, for it is written. He tells his disciples that they will all fall away. He tells his disciple, Peter, specifically that you'll deny me three times. And then what does he do? He takes him to the garden. Is that even though I know you will fail, I love you and I want you with me. I desire your relationship. I desire your presence. I just want you with me. And I will do what is necessary to make it happen. So he walks to the cross alone for us, knowing his death, knowing his pain, knowing he's alone, and he does it so we can be in the garden with him. So as we walk into Holy Week, let us walk knowing that Jesus did it, yes, as a son of God and fully God, but yes, as fully human in pain and alone and sad. But he did it anyway. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, thank you so much for this passage and your word and your son. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to stay awake. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.